Welcome back to another episode of It Is What It Is podcast. I'm your host, Cody Keller. You have some great news topics we're going to cover today. We're going to deal with the interesting business developments that are happening within Netflix to the Chicago Public Schools teachers' strike uh, to the real estate development around the city of Chicago and just some other uh, Chicago business news. I look forward to getting in with you. Uh, this is your host, Cody Kelly. If you live in Chicago or the Chicagoland area, um, you have noticed that there has been a lot of activity in the housing market. You've seen areas um, that were vacant and desolate become urban metropolises. Uh, you have seen areas that were thriving, uh, middle class communities kind of become vacant and dilapidated. Uh, and there's just a lot of uh, fluctuation uh, within the Chicagoland area. A great article written in Cranes Magazine by Dennis Rotkin. Dennis goes on to state that the Chicago housing market uh, has slowed down. Uh, the slowing down of the har- of the housing market is due to uh, fears of recession, property taxes, and population shifts. More than seven percent decrease in the nine-county metro area called the Chicago Land. Uh, but what is selling, as far as architecture, is the mid-century modern style, uh, million-dollar West Loop condos, two flats, three flats, and four flats. And the hottest market in Chicago is my own very neighborhood. Uh, Bronzeville. Uh, Bronzeville is is averaging housing sales of above $500,000 and uh, really just a great area uh, close to downtown, close to just everything and still has parking. It's like the best of the both, you know, best of both worlds. Has the uh, safety and the amenities and the luxuries that you would want in a neighborhood and yet has a place where you can put your car. (laughs) So uh, but definitely some interesting develops in the Chicagoland real estate market. The Medicaid um, increase, so what is being referred to as the Medicaid jackpot, um, is definitely becoming something of notice. Uh, Stephanie Goldberg um, writes in her article that more Medicaid-managed care plans uh, are coming along with the highest turnover, 35% of new enrollees who did not request a plan uh, to the next level health administer. Uh, advancing the administrative goals of supporting minority uh, owned businesses that reflect the diversity of our Medicaid membership, the next level enrollment is down officially 11% from 2018 due to the inability to find a doctor in their network and process delays. Overall, the Medicare uh, issue or just healthcare in general is a uh, Hot button issue, definitely something that is uh, being debated uh, with the upcoming uh, presidential debates and and the election on hand in 2020. Uh, It's going to be interesting to see kind of where the policy uh, goes. Obviously, if it goes into effect of this universal health care for all and really the expansion of ACA to provide the uh, Medicare option for all and even shifting away from private insurance to a a, uh, public insurance um, a plan for all, uh, you know, this is going to be of great aid and great help. Obviously, like anything, it's not going to be an overnight <laughs> um, success, but it will lay the foundation 
uh, for coverage for all uh, individuals, for all Americans. And it's that's something that is should have been done years ago, something that has needed to be done, and I'm just interested in its uh, very own development. Uh, some interesting developments in the banking world, Fifth Third Banks, uh, or post the $3.5 billion acquisition uh, from Fifth Third Bank and its acquisition of MB Financial, uh, more than 30 uh, MB veterans uh, or vets have left for BMO Harris Bank. Um, uh, Fifth Third considers BMO Harris Bank its largest uh, competitor in the Chicagoland area. Uh, 20 other MB uh, vets have left for smaller groups such as the Wintrust Financial uh, Financial Institution. Uh, Fifth Third has brought back, however, Mark Hopp, who was the president of MB Financial Bank. And Mark will now serve as regional president uh, for Fifth Third. Uh, it will be reporting to CEO Mitch uh, Figer. BMO is causing the most headaches and the most competition for the uh, post uh, uh, acquired, not post acquired, but post emerged um, Fifth Third. But I believe that this is great. It shows signs of a vibrant economy and it shows signs of the need for competition and the need to. Uh, develop strategy and, and, and corporate focus for all financial institutions. So this is just, I think, something that will ultimately aid and benefit uh, the city of Chicago and the Chicagoland area. Great article by Holly Yan. Uh, fortunately, the Chicago Teachers Union, uh, Chicago Public Schools, Chicago Teachers have decided to go on strike starting tomorrow, October the 17th, 2019. Chicago teachers are about to go on strike, leaving 360,000 kids in educational limbo. Um, these dynamics are different. About 75% of the students qualify for free or reduced lunch in some neighborhoods. Uh, despite, uh, or, or despite the attempt to fill teacher shortages, some U.S. schools have had to uh, outsource their hires. Uh, school social worker Emily Penn um, described how badly students need uh, more support staff. Says that their students suffer from trauma. They suffer from so many things that they need help coping with. Uh, and unfortunately, the fact of these traumatic experiences that have plagued traditionally have plagued uh, the city of Chicago to reduce uh, the number of staff, to reduce the number of um, aids and and just um, uh, programs and opportunities to counteract and to really support the development of these of these children to become uh, just great scholars and, and visionaries and leaders of tomorrow uh, is a sad fact. Uh, the school district has offered hundreds more support staff and 16% raises for teachers, an average of about $19,000. But teachers say that those concessions aren't enough. They're ready to strike. Uh, that means 360,000 students have no idea when they'll see their teachers again. The teachers want, uh, they deserve smaller class sizes. They are demanding nurses. They are demanding and deserve social workers. They are um, asking for bilingual educators. Special education teacher Linda Pearls uh, goes on to say that we don't want to strike, but if we will or if we must we will uh, we have to the union listed more than a dozen demands for the school districts including um, firm limits on client sizes hiring more teachers assistants and raises for all school employees that's tas that's 
anybody that associated with the school as a whole. Um, in the last uh, five years, according to Willie Cousins, who has worked as a teacher's assistant for Bond Elementary School, says he's been working with a salary less than $30,000 per year. And to make ends meet, he had to pick up an extra job at Walmart, food for less. And this is um, obviously unacceptable. You're, you're dedicated to one thing. One job should be enough to support a really living wage and a comfortable living. Uh, so nine out of the ten uh, majority uh, black schools have no teacher librarians. There aren't enough teachers for English language learners in the district, uh, which is nearly half of the Latinx community. The unit goes on and says that uh, they just do not have the support and the uh, uh, resources to really developed uh, the core, uh, not just curriculum, but the teachers that are there to assist and to serve. Um, CTU President Jesse Sharkey said the lack of support staff greatly impedes the students' ability to learn. Schools don't have librarians, and we're trying to teach the kids to do well on reading tests. He goes on to state. Uh, the city and the school district have offered, the Chicago Public Schools have a proposed a series of offerings, including a 16% raises for teachers on average, uh, in the five years, the average teacher will make about $100,000 in the proposed plan. The Chicago Board of Education released a 71-page counteroffer to the union's demands. We have tr uh, Mayor Lightfoot uh, is on record saying that we have tried to provide the best deal that is fiscally responsible, that's fair to teach and fair to taxpayers. Uh, without question, the deal uh, that we put on the table is the best that the Chicago Teachers Unions uh, have ever had in history. End quote. It provides, the deal provides a 16% pay raise for all employees. It will lift up the lowest paid workers immediately. On average, support staff will see a 38% pay raise over the life of the five-year contract under the current offer. Uh, the mayor goes on to state that an additional $400,000 per year will be embarked toward a pipeline for nurses, counselors, and case managers. The offer also includes an additional $1 million to reduce class sizes in classrooms from grades 4 through 12. A school community rep at every school with significant uh, homeless population will be uh, implemented. Improved health insurance coverage for physical therapy and mental health services. Uh, the city's first priority is the safety of the district's 360,000 students, many of whom depend on the school for breakfast, lunch, uh, the mayor goes on to say. We want to make sure that their ability to get healthy food on a daily basis is not interrupted. CPS Superintendent Dr. Janice Jackson said the schools will be open during the strike and will provide breakfast, lunch, and supper, but school buses will not be running. Stu students are not required to go to school. Still, the school district is encouraging families to send their children to school where administrators and non-union staff will be working. Uh, my thought, obviously, I think it's two-folded. Uh, Teachers need all the help that they can get. They are really on the front line, and they're really the, I always say, they're the parent, they're the philosopher, they're the, the spiritual leader, they're the educator, they're the counselor. I mean, a teacher has to wear so many hats, and to not give them the resources that they need to be successful, that they need uh, to help and influence and support and develop uh, these young minds is sad. And then you have the counter argument, or you have the other side of the ball, or coin, uh, basically because you need revenue to support that, right? You can't just do that 
bunch of snapping your fingers. And it's just not, I don't think, a city of Chicago issue. It's a national issue that we have not made education a priority. And education is really uh, an issue of affluence. So for regions and districts and counties and suburbs uh, that can afford, that have the real estate income value that is aiding uh, these things that are requested, you know, they don't suffer. They don't go on strike. Uh, but for lesser uh, income communities, uh, these are the communities that hit first and hit the hardest. And we need to create a system uh, that will benefit all and is for all and is fair toward all. And nobody, not the teacher, not the staff assistant, not the bus driver, not the bus aide, nobody's left behind. And when we can effectively uh, put forth a system that is focused on human beings first and does not come at um, the greater expense or what I call uh, constantly uh, gouging the middle class but understand that everybody has to chip in, uh, then you will have a proven and effective and long-term solution. Some interesting things are happening in the world of streaming platforms. Netflix, uh, their shares have jumped as subscribers grow ahead of Disney and Apple. Uh, the results of July through September represented a rebound from the previous quarter when Netflix lost uh, some of its U.S. streaming customers for the first time in eight years. Netflix has added slightly more paying customers than uh, the Wall Street expected in the third quarter, but issued a soft forecast on Wednesday as it faces new competition from Disney and other big companies in their streaming video uh, wars. Uh, you know, the streaming video competition between Disney, between Apple, between Hulu, between Fubo, between, uh, there's about, there's a few, YouTube TV, uh, Hulu Live, uh, and even some minor ones that are coming to play. The result of the July through September represented a rebound from the previous quarter. Uh, when Netflix actually lost U.S. streaming customers for the first time in eight years, and missed targets for new subscribers overseas. The share of Netflix rose 8.7% in after-hours trading on Wednesday. That performance, combined with concerns about new competitors, had weighed on Netflix shares, which had fallen 21% from the last earnings report through regular trading on Wednesday. From July to August, Netflix was, boast, was boosted by new seasons of uh, shows, such as Stranger Things and 13 Reasons Why. The company has added 6.77 million paid customers around the globe, topping the nearly 6.7 million average expectation of analysts, uh, according to the IBS data from Finitiv. Looking ahead, the company is projected uh, will pick up 7.6 million customers in the last three months of the year. Analysts have expected a forecast of 9.4 million. The company will release a new installment of The Crown. Can't wait till that come out because that's actually one of my uh, favorite shows on Netflix. And the Martin Scorsese film, The Irishman. Looking forward to that. But it will face new competitions starting in November from Disney Plus, a streaming service stocked with movies and TV shows from Disney's beloved Marvel, Star Wars, animation, and other proprieties. Uh, not proprieties, but other properties that it owns. So it is, I guess it actually is considered a propriety if you look at it that way. But Apple Incorporated also will debut a much smaller streaming video service with original programming in November. AT&T's Inc. HBO Max and a new offering from Comcast Corporation are expected to enter into the market next year. For the third quarter, Netflix income rose to $665 million or $1.40 per share. 
in the reported quarter from $403 million or 89 cents per share a year earlier. It's great their earnings per share has increased, which is good for uh, those individuals that are investing into the uh, Netflix company. Total revenue rose from $5.25 billion uh, from four, so $1.25 billion increase. Analysts on average expected a 5.52 or basically 250 uh, more million dollars in, in revenue, uh, $270 million in revenue expectation. The, the reality is Netflix is the juggernaut, is the giant of the block. Um, uh, really the first major streaming platform. Uh, Netflix is the reason why Blockbuster doesn't exist. <laughs> Netflix, um, and now it's facing competition. And it it, it suffered a little bit from competition but one thing competition makes you do is retool and makes you re-strategize and really focus on what made you great and some of your service offerings and it just brings out the best in everything and it makes it easier for consumers because not only do you have more to choose from it makes you also think about coming down on price because you're not the only player out there now uh so i think you know the new streaming services will be a benefit to consumers as a whole and it will make netflix uh, really be on their A-game. Uh, so hats off. I'm happy to always see uh, anything do well. Uh, not anything do well, but I mean, I'm always happy to see, you know, I don't want to see like loss and, you know, people being laid off. But I hope that this increase in revenue leads to more jobs, leads to more creators uh, getting their content out there. And I think really the next niche is uh, really developing and understanding the new wave of creators and content. Uh, it is with um, heartfelt sentiment and truly um, saddened this position that we announced the morning, not the morning, but the passing of uh, Congressman Elijah Cummings. We are in mourning, and I wanted to just dedicate this segment to him uh, as a tribute. Uh, Elijah Cummings was the congressman from Maryland's 7th District, uh, somebody who I viewed as just a great individual, as a great human being, as somebody uh, that stood for justice and could really hold the reign and, and hold uh, the ship uh, known as the United States together, somebody who was willing to work with all, uh, willing to have uh, friends on both sides of the political spectrum, willing to just be that voice of reason and, lo- and logic uh, in our Congress. Um, unfortunately, he passed away today. Uh, it's interesting as you age, how you see your heroes kind of go off the scene, and it really raises consciousness and awareness and really how impactful these individuals were. I just want to point out some highlights in his life, things that will be missed. Uh, Congressman Elijah Cummings was born and raised in Baltimore, Maryland, received his bachelor's degree in political science from Howard University, uh, served as the student government president, graduated Phi Beta Kappa, Uh, Graduated from the University of Maryland School of Law. He's also received 13 honorary doctoral degrees from universities throughout the nation. He's dedicated his life of service to uplifting and empowering the people uh, he has sworn to represent. 
He began his career in public service in Maryland's House of Delegates, where he served 14 years and became the first African-American in Maryland history to be named Speaker Pro Tem. Since 1996, Congressman Cummings has proudly represented Maryland's 7th Congressional District in the U.S. House of Representatives. He served as the chairman of the Committee on Oversight and Reform, uh, the main investigative committee in the House of Representatives, uh, which has jurisdiction to investigate any federal program on any matter with federal policy implications. As committee chairman, uh, his position was to hold the presidential administration to a high standard of excellence and to ensure efficiency, effectiveness, and the actions of the government of the United States. Uh, he also sought to identify appropriate reforms to prevent waste, fraud, and abuse that would ensure governmental programs would meet the needs of the American people. Congressman Cummings served on numerous boards and commissions. He spearheaded an effort to strengthen the Maritime Transportation Technologies Program at New Era Academy in Baltimore. Served as the chairman of New Era Academy Maritime Advisory Board. Served on the U.S. Naval Academy Board of Visitors. Morgan State University Board of Regents, the University of Maryland School, Law School Board of Advisors, and the SEED School of Maryland Board of Directors. He also sat on the Board of Directors of the Afro Charities Incorporated. He was an honorary board member of KIPP in Baltimore Schools and the Baltimore School for the Arts. He's also a holder of the Gwendolyn S. and Colbert King Endowed Chair in Public Policy Lecture Series at Howard University from 2014 to 2016. He was an active member at the New Psalmist Baptist Church and was married to Dr. Maya Rockmore Cummings. Um, he will be missed. I'm thinking about his involvement even in oversighting the impeachment inquiry uh, and, and really being the, the vocal point and um, just the leader in that kind of movement. Um, all I can say is just job well done. Rest in peace. Uh, rest in power, Congressman Elijah Cummings. Well, thank you. I appreciate it. It's been another episode of It Is What It Is podcast. You can connect with me on Instagram at CVMK33 or Twitter at Cody's Life One. I love to hear from you. Love to hear what type of topics you want to cover. Your thoughts on the podcast. Uh, also, you know, like, subscribe. Uh, there's definitely membership at, uh, membership levels you can subscribe at, uh, from the basic to the $4.99 to $10.99. Also, uh, we'll be launching on Patreon soon, and everything's just coming down the pipeline. But let me know uh, your thoughts, and I want to hear from you. Uh, this is your host, Cody Kelly. Till next time. Thanks.